Hello and welcome to I Love That, a Bachelor podcast, because the unexamined life is not worth living. Joining me again this week is my beautiful wife, Shannon. Hi. I'm Dr. Wade, and we're going to break down the second episode of week three on Bachelor in Paradise. Did you have any initial thoughts up top? <laughs> you, know, you know what? Let's, let's not get into the weighted right. Sure, sure, sure. We should discussion. just go in chronological order because... I feel like the way this episode ended is all I really want to talk about. So we should. (laughs) And it ends where it needs to end. So great idea. I wanted to step outside of the episode first and, you know, having a guest on the show. Yeah. We get another perspective. And uh, I know we rehashed a bit of what had been going on this season when we talked about last uh, episode. But I wanted to get your thoughts on is there anything about this season particularly that you do like, don't like, any favorites, villains? I feel like. I overall I'm mad at it I feel like I but I feel like I've been very mad at the last several iterations of the program in general um is that about anything in particular I mean is it that they keep breaking the show and yes I think it's just like agitating it it's but I think we spoke after the episode that it's instead of it seeming like producer strings like it's always been you know the unreal style like manipulating everyone from the sidelines Mm -hmm. now it's like the cast is in control of all the manipulating and like they've it seems like people are doing off-camera scheming yeah like the contestants themselves are trying to write their own stories yeah and And i think it started with the colton and tia stuff where it was like you know they saw each other between seasons and then made it multiple seasons worth of drama yeah like schemed it beforehand to get camera time you know yeah yeah, i was not you didn't i don't know if you you didn't have the podcast back then and i wasn't on it but i never trusted colton and so (laughs) and so yeah this like five people have slept with blake thing is just like really bugging me yeah and then of course the demi stuff is also feels extremely orchestrated and strange okay so like other than the like fun jordan fight last week it just like feels like everything is so like i see them laying it all out like i'm the kind of person that like i start a movie that has a mystery and i've figured it out 10 minutes in like i'm very good at seeing the lay and i feel like this doesn't feel like an anything can happen season of paradise i feel like they know exactly what happened and they picked it this way and that all the contestants were or at least some of them were in on it Mm -hmm. i don't know but at the same time i'm still watching it it's still fun i'm still like that's the thing about this stupid show is like even when it's infuriating to me i still look forward to it so much every week so yeah and there is something interesting about how the more annoying parts of the show can make what happens next that isn't about that so gratifying sure. a la getting rid of Luke finally or getting rid of Colden in paradise yeah. last season. Yeah. 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 Like, like the Luke P stuff in Hannah season was so, so infuriating. I was just like, ain't so angry every week. And it was almost worth all of it to like, see her tell him off in the end. But it's the getting there that, and I, with this particular annoyances of this season, I don't see it. I don't see me getting my like, comeuppance that will make it feel better yeah no relief yeah to it well anyway. as it happens some of these plot lines are going to get a lot of screen time and naturally we start this episode off with uh demi being distant Derek being nervous everybody's 
observing that happening and sure. we, we all we've seen this coming for episodes that uh you know then she demanded to speak to chris harrison oh my in the god last one and you know papa chris was just that wants i thought that was happy. in the beginning of this episode it was okay 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 yeah, yeah the last one ended with her i have to talk to chris harrison and naturally okay. he comes along being strange Fake. strangely supportive so. too much as if he knew that all of this was going to go down yeah he absolutely did this is all uh, I know it seemed really fake and it was because it's, it's just so it's so in front of your face whereas I feel like for example in Becca's season when they or was it Colton's season at the end of Becca's they had like a weird um, ex-boyfriend show up when they were in Peru oh. Ari season Ari season yeah, Becca's yes. they flew him in. And it was like they acted like, oh, it was a shock. He just came here. But obviously he didn't just come there like the producers were in on it. But this just feels like they're so. And to try to make Chris Harrison look like he's just the hero that loves Demi so much. And I feel like they did similar stuff with Chris and Becca's or last season with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Where she was breaking down all the time and was like trying to. Ugh, sorry to bring up old seasons, but when like that in ireland or wherever the fuck and she was like luke like he does i he's i don't think he like what saying all the crazy things luke was doing and chris mm. harrison was like well maybe he's just doing that because he likes you like maybe you need to look harder like you know i love you hannah i'm on your team hannah but like he was not and this whole like mm. demi you know i care about you finding love more than anything like oh my god no you don't like all of them. and she's and she knew this they all knew this was happening i don't believe them yeah okay sorry. we'll get there we'll get there so that obviously sets the tone yeah so we get a lot of that throughout the episode and then the uh christina blake caitlin oh my god that bizarre mind games so bizarre shots and then shit gets very heavy and negative <laughs> yeah i that. totally agreed with that new olsen twin girl Caitlin. When, she, when she was like you are very like i found it very real when she was like you are very difficult to talk to and mm-hmm. was just like trying to do like that hey can i and she because i think she even came over and was like hey girl can i like talk to you for like it was a very like can i talk to you for a second girly like she said yeah. something like that very polite in public <laughs> yeah because these are the weird conversations they have on these types of shows all the time but yeah cr- uh, cr- What's well, I'm sorry. They're all Kate. Uh, Christina they, was, I guess, the one that wasn't having is it. The antagonistic mm-hmm. Russian one. Yes. yes. And she was. Oh, my God. She was being so antagonistic and defensive and weird. And I totally mm-hmm. didn't blame the other girl for just walking away from that. Yeah. It was nuts. I, first of all, I like how this season is making Blake look like such a doofus. Oh, because so I, I know they've painted him in a bad light. But just also they get a lot of weird shots of him, like not. I don't know, just being awkward, yeah. like genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, bumping his head or I don't know. And him hiding behind the tree, trying to spy on oh them. Oh, my God. So that, they kept cutting to him and there was like a really tiny pole in front of his face. Yeah. And it was like he was hiding behind it, like a little kid. He's like a little boy that is giant. Yes. And um, as, you know, we like to view the show from a psychological standpoint uh-huh. can you explain to me what is going on in christina's mind see i think christina's thing is like there's i don't know how much blake how much all of these people who are involved in with blake off the show were aware of each other mm-hmm. but i feel like christina came into paradise being like 
I'm Blake's ex-girlfriend. Like we were seriously dating and then he screwed me over. But right, I think they were together, I guess, for a while or had sure. been seeing each seeing other each before other. Kalen. But now three other people who have shown up who are also apparently seeing Blake or whatever. And I think she's feeling like territorial and she like wants to be chosen. I think she wants like that. The fact that she has his that she thinks her history with Blake is more important than everyone else's. And I think she wants to prove that even though this like, oh, we're just friends. I feel like she thinks she knows Blake better or that she's more entitled to Blake's uh, ultimately choosing her or whatever, but she's trying to act cool about it, but she's obviously not being cool about it sure. because of the way she snapped at that other girl. Right. And the idea of her hovering around or they made an observation that anytime someone was talking to Blake that she kind of come in to sabotage it. So I was just curious if you thought that came from a place where her history leads her to think that there might still be a connection, but she's just playing real hard and mean about it. Like flirting for negative attention. Yeah, I don't even know if she like actually wants him. I think she just wants to win. Like if he if he gives her his rose or whatever, then she wins and those other girls don't matter. And like her, he actually liked her best. And it was a mistake to sleep with Caitlin and it was a mistake to go after her, Hannah. She does. She wants. I think she would also would love to reject him one more time because I don't think she got that because he just like banged Caitlin or whatever. So she didn't get the satisfaction of getting to dump him. So I don't know. I think she just wants to win. So her winning would be getting the rose and then not giving it to him. And then got, or somehow or outlasting somehow, him in the game. Yeah. Like, okay. That to takes... like, yeah, win. Because she didn't get to win this first time because he was just dipping his wick in everyone else or whatever. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And it was extremely awkward watching them fight because I just, <laughs> I know that's a real thing. I am vaguely aware of that phenomenon. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I hate confrontation <sighs> in real life. And yeah, watching that was really awful. And over Blake. Yeah. And that's the thing that's the worst is that all these women are like attacking each other over Blake. Same yeah. with the, the guys. That's the whole Jordan Christian fight. Yeah. Is people not communicating. And having just watched Love Island, a yeah, show that we both love very dearly. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm having I'm having a hard time trying to. <laughs> it was fun because we the first episode you had me on we recorded immediately after watching. Spoiler alert! This time we had to take a a day in between and we watched some Love Island. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like make examples of you know when people act like this and I don't want to accidentally bring up any Love Island contestants because there's obviously parallels in these kinds of shows where you like are forcing people into weird couples like the same weird insecurities and same weird fights they're happening all over. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this when everybody teams up against like or everyone's all the girls are getting bent out of shape. Over like something that a dude is doing. It's very annoying. Yeah. And it's okay to uh, acquaint the audiences with it because when <laughs> Bachelor season is over. Yes, there's five seasons of Love Island waiting for you on Hulu if you need. <laughs> that's during the off season. I think we're going to pick up. Oh, yeah. We got to go back. So get ready for that if you want to keep <laughs> up following us on this ride. We just have to observe people in these weird experiment environments. Yes. Where there's too many feelings too soon and everything matters too much. Mm -hmm. Like the Love Island we were just watching is people are like, he told me he wasn't going to see anyone else. I've known him for 12 days and he's only known her for one and they're acting yeah. like that. Like 12 days is still not enough days. <laughs> what did, uh, was it Tasha's dad who said you can't microwave an engagement? Oh, yeah. 
I think that, uh, so. Yeah, that the people put so much pressure on themselves to kind of fake it till they make it as if there is a genuine connection leading to love and marriage within just days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of, as you play that along, it sometimes doesn't work in spectacular ways. No, because, yeah, they're putting so much seriousness on a li- on a relationship that in the real world would, like, by default be more casual just because, like, mm-hmm. you're ex- actually existing and not trying to, like, get to this rose ceremony and, like, I need someone to pick me and then we have to be in love. Mm-hmm. So that's full yeah, And they're filming me all the time. <laughs> they're watching everything I do and I feel so stupid. They're watching me sloppily tacos in bed. <laughs> <laughs> that shot of the o- one JPJ of the only shots eating. of John Paul Jones and the whole episode was him like sloppily eating tacos laying down yep oh he's such a baby man it's so cute it's nice editing just a good sight gag (laughs) i think it's funny because this is something that someone brought up on another bachelor podcast about how on regular seasons of the bachelor the bachelorette like they have to be careful about what they do show because they are trying to get the audience to like root for people especially the bachelor the bachelorette so they have to like try to call the embarrassing stuff but then with paradise like they're not on anyone's team and they don't have any interests in like trying to make anyone look good so that's when you get the eating tacos in bed and like tripping and you know those kinds of choking on pool water all the fun things that have happened but we we somehow managed to edit colton's nailed it out of an entire season yeah even though he seems to have said it (laughs) the whole time didn't ari have a stupid like one line or two (sighs) or a tick or a i can't remember he would eat the food he was eating the fake food that was ari's thing was just cutting to him eating What else happened in this episode? All right, moving on. Jen shows up. And, okay. And Katie has her drama. Okay. Her self-sabotage where she was playing it too cool with Chris. Sure. I you just wanted some, to I just wanted yeah. to back up on Jen, on Jen's arrival at first because I think I think she could possibly be a player for some fun drama coming up because when she showed up, Dean immediately was like, "Jen is the most beautiful girl ever." And I stalk her on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> I must have missed that. Only one girl came, right? Or am I mixing up girls? No, Jen. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. So, yes. Dean said, like, she's the most beautiful woman in Bachelor Nation, if not the world. Like, and it was so cool to meet her, like, not on Instagram. And his eyes lit up like a puppy. And even though she talked to him and he said he wouldn't go on a date with her so that Kaylin wouldn't yell at him. Dean's whole paradise that brews is that he, like hops from women and breaks hearts that's like dean's reputation okay so to be careful of that and also when jen showed up kaylin said which i think now is a full-blown lie she said that when blake was done ghosting her that he went and slept with jen but then blake said that didn't happen and we know from all this outside the show text drama that kaylin's a big old liar sure so I don't know. I just it's her like constant need to like lie and stir up drama is very strange. It's odd too, knowing that you're gonna get fact checked. Like, it's just you know lying for such short term temporary stakes. Like, oh, I'm gonna like make a bunch of shit up and be the victim and make other people look bad, but then it'll get but then it will come out and, and people will know yeah. that you were lying. Yeah, so, like was it worth it in that second? I don't know. But yes, anyway, Jen did go on a date with that wonky-eyed man. What is his name? Chris. Chris. Bukowski. He seems like a really nice guy. He really does. But like his face, 
it looks like a cartoon drunk. Like, I don't know. He just, he looks drunk all the time. He might not be because he seems to have like tried to clean up his act after his like original stints on these shows. But I don't know. He just has like permanent sad alcoholic eyes. I can see that. (laughs) He's younger than me. No. Yeah. No, he's in his early thirties. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, he's know been that. on the show for a long time. Yeah. He's done a lot of iterations, getting run through the ringer on this kind of... Look what happened to Hannah. You um, know, in such a... Or Becca, yeah. like any of them. They're just, there's an observable uh, amount of breakage that I think comes with yeah. being a member of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> like, it kills your soul a little bit. You look a little cooler and have, like, mm-hmm. nice clothes and some Instagram fame. But yeah. uh, there's... I don't know. Look at Nick Vial. He, he gets it. He behaves uh, as someone yeah. who understands entirely what... Because Nick is like extremely to. mediocrely good looking, which is why I think he's so popular. Because he's like not hot, mm-hmm. but he's not ugly. Anyway, that's my Nick Vial feelings. But okay, Katie. So Katie before the date. No, oh go. You. Oh, I just wanted to pump the brakes. I thought it was funny that Dean was pretending that he was going to go on a date with Jen just to fuck with Caitlin. Or yeah, to fuck with Caitlin. Caitlin. There's yeah. too many Caitlin, Caitlin, Christina, mm-hmm. and yeah. now Christian. Ugh, eventually so apparently like right before this date katie like in an effort to protect herself told chris like you can go on a date with other people like i wouldn't care and it like hurt his feelings mm-hmm. she was maybe playing it cool but he wanted her to be more possessive that's the thing like again this just happened on the love island we were watching like you can't you can't play it cool on these dumb shows because it's too serious. Mm-hmm. You can't short play of time. hard to get. You have to be out there or it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. And when are you going to get romantic if you're taking it slow? You know, you got right. to gotta do it. But I, the thing that I thought that was interesting about this is that while Chris was on the date with the girl and they were puking off the side of a boat because uh-huh. that was a... <laughs> That's two the boat catamaran dates. Was That's so like choppy. two boat dates on the show recently, where people had to like stop and puke because it like wasn't fun. It happened to Jed and Hannah last oh, yeah. season. Um, but while that was happening, Katie like went around to every single person at the beach and was being like very like vulnerable and open and being like, "I just blew it. I got scared. I told them that I was chill, and I think that I blew it." And was being very like forward about that. And then when Chris showed back showed up she went into like full angry defense mode and was like so you're gonna go on a date with her and like i don't know her like soft open like i screwed up was all gone and she got like antagonistic with him and then was like i blew it like she just (laughs) completely says the wrong thing every single time yeah and as she described it self-sabotage yeah like you made that great observation that she was just so cold like how can you be open with so many people and just not and know exactly what you did wrong and then as yeah. soon as the person that you like wronged is in front of you like you double down on it it was so mm-hmm. it was like, upsetting nope, nope you know what it's not a thing i gotta work out it's 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 this person yeah so i'm gonna get at him for not not he dating her on that date yeah yeah that was a bummer which on these kinds of shows it's really weird what are you supposed to do just say no and like stay coupled up because that kind of defeats the point of you know it's really unfair for the new people and sometimes it can make it really awkward for them yeah if like the group isn't accepting them because they're just trying to get to know someone yeah that's the part of it that's very very strange is that like yeah the point is to be coupled up but the point is also that they're bringing new people in and so like that if anybody 
I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how you, how the show works if the first person that you talk to, you're just supposed to stay with them the rest of the show. And if you talk to anyone else, you are a bad person. Like, isn't that a, against the... But it's how it all works. Yeah, it is a little against the spirit of the show. But people play favorites, too. It all sure. kind of depends how you do it. Like, if you're upfront atti- and honest, yeah. you get more credit than if you're shady. And I think like- the attitude has a lot to do with it. Because I think we were talking about Kendall last night from last Bachelor, like last mm-hmm. Paradise. Kendall was very upfront about, like, we're here playing this dumb game. Like, I'm going to go on dates with three boys and I'll pick one at the end. Like, and I don't want y'all to give me shit about it. Because, like, yeah, that's how I think that is how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like play it cool in that you aren't being possessive and nervous and acting like a crazy person. Right. And that you just treat it like speed dating and maybe yeah, yeah, don't yeah. pretend that you're in love with someone after two days. Because again, in the real world, like there are, I, I I was never good at it, but there are people who can like juggle dating multiple people casually at the same time in the real world. Yeah. But the problem with this is that you're living on a compound together. At each other all the time. Yeah. It's hard. And that's like a big thing this season, I guess, where people maybe give Blake shit for making out with Hannah in front of Dylan. They give (laughs) Hannah shit for it, too. Like, why are you doing it in front of them? That's a big thing that people are, you know, Derek doesn't deserve this when we get to how the episode ended, because now it's going to be like in his face. And yeah, no one's doing anything to anybody, but it is a little lacking in class. Like, to some degree, if you're not being upfront about it or. Yeah, I I think this is all like I'm viewing this in my head now that like everything about this show just is like very very juvenile like it's reminding me of like being young like being in school and you have like a very small friend group and like Patrick and Lauren are dating but like oh now they broke up and Patrick wants to ask Tina out but like they were holding hands in the cafeteria right in front of our faces like I don't know it's like because they're all stuck in this weird little like bubble and everything is so serious like it is when you're 15 and like but they're supposedly older than that. I don't know. No, it is a great observation, especially with the way they talk about relationships. And, uh, you know, it's like, ooh, well, we had our first kiss, so now we're, like, serious bros. And uh, she's my girlfriend. And things are, you know, it's... Yeah, and then you've known this person for three days, and you're coupled up, and then two days later, someone else shows up that they think is cuter. And it's, like, this huge betrayal if they go talk to that person. <laughs> but it's, like, this is so... I don't know. The whole premise is so such a psychological mindfuck to even try to, like... Because how do you do this correctly? Like, I guess you just have to be really chill. But the point is that none of these people are chill. And that's what the drama comes from. Mm. I think they try to attract vulnerable or... Uh crazy people as well because that's the whole point is the drama like oh you're supposed to stay with the person you coupled up on the first episode no you're supposed to be the kind of person who's not afraid to look like a jerk on tv or to like rattle the boat or like act like a you know because just to make good television love but chris harrison this is about finding love yeah oh boy uh before we get into the conclusion what did you think of nicole's song Oh, I hated it so much. I wanted, I think I said I wanted to jump off the balcony or something when it was happening. I was very, I did not like that. I did not like it at all. I'm glad that Clay and Nicole like each other so much, but like, I don't know. I I, I think I say this every time we watch it. I don't know why I watch these shows because watching these people flirt or be awkward or kiss disgusts me. (laughs) I hate it 
So I don't know why I keep watching these shows because like when the dudes, like the things that are in real life, but that you just shouldn't see other people do. Like when the dude says something like smooth and flirty and then leans in for the kiss and then like there's tongues out and like, I just hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and so, yeah, someone being like, I wrote you a song and like barely doing it, but they're like following over him to like straddle him and be like, you're my cutie booby bear. Like, oh, I hated it. Yeah, it does remind me of Blake's go-to swing dancing move and even JPJ's poem. To some degree, people are just awkward. We're like birds. Like, I'm going to build a nest and do a little dance. Like, I got to just put show some effort and uh, then we'll kiss because everybody's here to, you know, pair up and try to make these kinds of connections. But the things that certain people choose to do, it's fun because it's awkward and real and like, it's it's not cool. Like, JPJ bomb, Nicole's song was... It could have been worse, but it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I think I just, like, am allergic to, like, those types of romantic gestures in the first place. Like, you know, like a massive public proposal or someone reading you, like, staring in your eyes and reading you a poem they wrote. Like, I just want to run away from that Mm -hmm. so much. But I guess it works. I mean, it seemed to be working on Clay, who was enjoying it, but it might have been worse if she had just like stood there and sang amazing grace or something though which is usually what i feel like girls do when they're like i'm a good singer and someone's like oh sing something they always are just like amazing grace okay. so, so she at least, at least she shimmied around a bit and like threw her hair at least to... she didn't do that also, Mike and Sydney were doing backbends on the beach, and that part was fun too. I want to see what they're doing again. Like, we don't get to know who Sydney is, and we all say Mike is great, he's awesome, but are we grooming him to be the bachelor and we're gonna give him some pathos later in the season, or, or what? Like, I don't know. That's why I think that's why I think I get annoyed at this show is that they put so many goddamn people on it, and that we like focus on the same like four. And the show was on twice a week and they still like there are still whole character like whole people that we did not see or speak to last night. And that just feels wrong. Yeah. So I guess they got to push certain narratives and it does come at the expense of more. Yeah, I just want to know what everybody's up to. And I also just before we get to it, one more moment that I just cannot get out of my head is when Katie was on her like I'd messed up tour. She uh, talked on the daybed with Blake and they were like talking about every couple and like showing them or whatever. Yeah. And Blake said, man, I was really hoping this year, like America was going to get to see my fun, cool guy side, but it looks like it's not going to be that way. And like now I'm officially like done with Blake because hearing him <laughs> say that so like proudly and casually, like again, the show is like broken. It's too self-aware. They're too aware of how popular they are, how much money they could make, what their brand is. And so him being so like upfront about like, I was going to be this kind of guy for America. And they're now they're painting me like a bad guy. Like, ooh, I didn't like it. Yeah. It was very telling. That's all. No, it's a fair observation because I'm sure they do talk about this sort of thing all the time about how I'm on a TV show. Of course, they edit around all of this stuff. So because they is... try not, they try so hard to make us like not talk about it being a TV show. Because I feel like so many times in so many seasons, there's like a kind of weird drama where someone should just be like, "This is a TV show, and we have to do this because it's a TV show." But they're like, they don't do that. But like you were saying last night. 
in the case of like little Luke with his tequila company or Kaylin and Cassie in their season, if you talk about what you're going to do when the show is over and someone tattles on you, that's like, you got to go because you're not here for the right reasons. But on Paradise, the right reason is just to be there and up your social following. Mm -hmm. Or you can be like Jed and be upfront about being there to raise your profile (laughs) and, uh, and win, you know, keep your, keep your girlfriend a secret. Yeah. And win and ruin the show. Speaking of keeping your girlfriend a secret. Oh, boy. I guess Demi didn't really keep it a secret. And that will be the only saving grace of my uh, opinion of this story outside of, you know, it's great to see representation. But uh, I understand Bachelor Australia has bi people. The the solution is to just have bi people. Oh, yeah. And just really mix it up. Yeah. And just not to have this very scripted, forced, pandery situation that you know i get it shows change there's new producers it's not going to be exactly what we expect and maybe i'm being selfish to think that the rules should mean something matter the rules of the show just because ever since i started watching the show they've been breaking it so i should be used to it at this point but i guess it's just that you made a great observation after the episode that demi was not a likable character on Colton season her whole thing was that she thrived on being confrontational with other people and not backing down and she always won the fights because she's very good at being like perfectly mean and people liked her as like kind of a villain and like I think she yeah she like got her best screen time and people learned to love her when she was being really shitty Mm -hmm. but then on I'm not saying that's good behavior (laughs) to reward but that was the whole thing she was like some you know crazy bitch on Jerry Springer like whoa can you believe her like that chick doesn't like she doesn't play around yeah she's fucking crazy like you gotta see this so we get a totally different Demi this season yeah obviously she's been you know a little colorful commentary like trying to do her morning show shtick but uh we've been hitting this whole I'm fluid I might have been dating a girl back home and sort of eased it into what it clearly is that, uh, you know, she had a serious girlfriend back home yeah. and talked about it the whole friggin' show <laughs> up to this point. And Chris Harrison is very instantly supportive of it. I don't know. It just, it feels too pandery and orchestrated. And I don't think it's like good precedent to, you know, it's like, oh, if anyone else was dating someone back home and did this, yes. like, why, why, That's why? what I, I think I was saying is, like, the most important step in, like, equality is that, like, just because somebody is, like, che- like you know, cheating because they're gay, like, they're still cheating or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, Demi having, like, the, it's like it's because Demi had a girlfriend instead of a boyfriend that we all have to be like cool with it and I feel yeah. like that's not a quality like she's still it's like when Kevin Spacey tried to like dodge yes! his bullshit by also saying and I'm coming out as gay it's that's a really unfair comparison yeah. but that's where my mind went of like you don't yeah, get to he... use that as a shield exactly no disrespect it just to me it's like I don't know this fucking Christian girl I don't, yeah, I don't, don't get why her. this non-Bachelor Nation person gets to come on the Have show. Have a free vacation yeah. and get paid. To explore it more? Like, do you really think Demi's going to, you know, not have things work out with this girl clearly she has a thing like they missed each other it's way more serious than she might have realized 
So what's the point? Like, I think that is what infuriated me the absolute most is that like, I won't lie. Like the reunion part was like, it was cute. It was good. And like, again, I was like a little too late, but like proud of ABC for like letting girls kiss on their primetime show that people watch in middle America or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when they went and had a conversation immediately after that, and she was like, I've been seeing this guy. I've been physical with this guy. And she's like, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. And then she's like, but and then I realized it's you. It's only you. I just want you. And I was like, great. Then they're going to hold hands and tell everybody like, I have found true love. I don't need paradise. Goodbye. And then I would have been fine with it if they had just walked out. Yeah. And Demi got her moment like, Demi's happy now. And then she could come back at the end and for the proposal episode or whatever. But that, that she walked down there and was like, I got to talk to Derek. And then being like, all right, we're all staying. I was like, no, you don't get to stay. You told everyone that it's her. You pick her. And if you pick her, then you win. You get to leave. You found paradise. You're done. Right? But they want to put it on TV. <laughs> That's really all it comes down to. So I don't want to give Demi too much shit, but... You know, I don't know. There's the argument that like, well, if she didn't think it was a really serious relationship, it's too good of an opportunity to pass up being on Paradise. Though she's not, you know, she is complicit in playing this arc out so that ABC could parade, you know, the first lesbian couple in Bachelor Nation history. And again, like you said, the solution is just more representation. Just have bi people on. Don't. Yeah take this very manufactured very puppeteered thing and then break the rules in a way that you know just for sportsmanship i think is like weird like i watch all these seasons to get to know these freaks so i can watch them in paradise and like i don't know this girl give him a free vacation and say look we we did it we did it we had it yeah and i think that's what's the most like it's just very annoying because i it was set up so strongly like before they even stepped foot on the beach in mexico in the first episode they had like an extra filmed demi and hannah on the couch being like listen i have a girlfriend and hannah being like you're the best person demi and you deserve only happiness and then it was the only thing she talked about every single episode and then like chris harrison just decided to bring the girl like this was the plan from the beginning the weird thing too that we noticed is that it's like 2019 everyone's cool with it especially in bachelor nation like you're in entertainment you're in you know you live Mexico in via Angeles Hollywood now. like it's not you're not you know but she's still like every time she talked to someone about it she'd like break down and cry and they'd be like no it's cool like you're a great person you're brave you're fine and and she like, was like, it's, it's like it's like she wanted hard. people to I think to she wanted give her shit desperately for, <laughs> for someone to give her shit for it but nobody would like yeah. that kind of I don't know or so. perhaps she was overwhelmed with emotion at people <laughs> being accepting but sure for my opinion Mm -hmm. it was not great television i'm sorry if that makes me insensitive i know i'm not alone here again i just if we were getting different insights every time she had the conversation with somebody like if the second time she told the story we like heard about like how she secretly had a girlfriend in high school and like she moved to another town and she never like i don't know the only thing we got Every, the conversation was exactly the same every single time. And she'd be like, I decided this about myself and I told my parents and they were cool with it. Like that is her whole journey. She like, but she needed, I don't know why she, yeah. uh, she has a successful relationship with yeah, a woman and she it. came out and, and everyone's, everyone's cool accepting. With it. 
you uh-huh. literally win like what do but, you want yeah, but, but instead everyone's being like extra nice you're brave it's totally cool that you were dating someone and you came on the show and it's totally cool that you're bringing a stranger onto the show that gets to stay even though you were kind of leading Derek on this whole time right Ooh, awkward but no no one yeah no one on the show is gonna say that and it is what it is sure but uh you know we'll get to see them probably get married or propose or something I guess. at the end of this and hopefully rattle rattle some more drama out of the remaining cast members perhaps well i don't know if you recall the next week on uh-huh. there's apparently two crazy women that show up oh my both god for jpj oh my god yes so we might get a break from some of the dramas that we don't enjoy yeah. and hone in right on our bro who is some of About the best television this oh, season yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm very excited about that. Because they like, I I know it was like a day ago, but they were yelling like the new people. Perhaps they were fighting. Like they something were fighting is going and down. then one of the girls was like screaming at the ocean and then they like cut to someone being like, she's having a breakdown. And then she was like surrounded by paramedics someone and she was fainted. like, can I have a taco? Yeah. Or whatever. She, like she, it was crazy. Off their meds. Yes. They take people off their meds and they give them too much booze. Yeah. And we're told. One beer or that's what Wells said on a podcast that they get one shot and one cocktail an hour. What? That's what they're allowed to have. And some people wait right until 159 and get four in a row. They like, they game the time clock. Wow. So, yeah. And you know, they're barely eating too. And that still sounds like a ton to me. Oh, yeah. Like two drinks an hour? I could not. I would be a full wreck. Like maybe for the first two hours, but then like. And sitting the in the breaks. sun. Oh, and I said last night, this show all particularly upsets me. Like on Love Island, they are sponsored by Ray Ban and they are all, all wearing beautiful sunglasses at all times. But on this show, no sunglasses, just people squinting in the Mexican sun. And it makes me so uncomfortable on their behalf. They're going to yeah. burn their retinas. I never noticed it before until we started watching Love Island. That, well, one, these people have cool sunglasses. It's hey, given me ideas. Are, and that's exactly what Ray-Ban pay for. But so. you don't see their, you know, cold dead eyes. Sure. Squinting in the sun. You yeah. Know. <sighs> Shannon, thank you so much for oh filling in for Dr. Zach. And, thank you uh, for le- for having me. It's been great to have um, an outlet for my feelings <laughs> about this program. Oh, well, I really enjoy talking about this show with you. It's uh, it's really fun as people who, or at least I never watched any reality TV shows before this. Uh, it does fill a wonderful addiction for just some kind of trashy television. Yeah. Just that nice schadenfreude of like seeing people who might be hotter than you making stupider decisions than you would. And it makes mm-hmm. you feel kind of good, I guess. Yeah. They're hotter and younger, but uh, you know, they're, their souls belong to bachelor nation yeah and, and there you have it <laughs> uh would you like to plug anything <gasps> oh for our, our so many fucking listeners on this show uh maybe they'd like to hear you elsewhere do you have anything oh i appreciate this so much so i have a podcast that is called ask me about k-pop uh k-pop is my favorite thing in the whole world and i like to share it with everyone. So my podcast aims to make K-pop accessible to people who don't know anything about it. So if you start with episode one, we will just teach you 
everything you know need to know about Korean pop music, and hopefully you'll learn to love it like we do. So uh, ask me about K-pop. Available everywhere podcasts are found. Nice. And uh, how? when does it release? Wednesdays. New episodes every Wednesday. Nice. And there's a huge back catalog if you want to get started. Uh... Yeah, I think we posted episode 76 today and there's a couple of bonuses in there. So you've got like at least 81, 82 episodes to get through. So check it out. All right. There you have it. Uh, for those of us here at I Love That, uh, you can email your observations or threats or you can send us some money. Our email is I love that bachelor at gmail.com. Uh, we'll see who I managed to get to co-host with me next week as Zach is still in Crete touring the locations from the filming of Hannah's season of The Bachelorette. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>